0: This is the How The Fuck Podcast. Each week, we interview creative leaders and marketing professionals from around the world. From those interviews, we bring you unique advice that's based only in real practical experience that will help you to grow your business, get ahead in your professional life and satisfy your hunger to learn new ideas. So today I'm talking to Ali from PAKE. Pake is an instant, 24-7 courier service platform that essentially allows you to get anything from A to B. So if you've if you've left your keys at a friend's house or you're a business and you wanna get something to your customer quickly, you can use the bikes and motorbikes from Pake to pick up and deliver it super quick. Last year, Paik was nominated in the top five European startups by Startup Grind. It was there that Ali first discovered the value of partnerships. He came across loads of startups in countries all over Europe doing things that he could easily integrate into his service to create a stronger value proposition for his customers. That's what we're going to talk about today because partnerships are a win-win method of extending your service and creating value within your industry. In this interview Ali's not only going to give you tips for approaching other companies to win partnerships but he's also going to talk about his method for finding startups that add value for his customers. <laughs> So let's start at the beginning with pig How many riders do you have? How many downloads do you have? What's going on with that, with you now in the COVID nineteen era? How is that affecting your business?
1: So we have um, around five thousand drivers, like registered drivers. But obviously that would be depending on the availability. So currently, yeah. because of coronavirus, we have less availability. So there has been a delay in our deliveries, but um, we managed to have the lowest cancellations. Um, So the way we have approached it, because we have operators 24 seven operating. So they're like orders at 4 a.m., 3 a.m., whatever. So Uh when we have orders and we can't supply immediate drivers for that location, we try to contact the the sender directly over the phone, our operators, and they try to explain the situation. So are you in a very hurry and in a very rush? Because of the current situation, we're facing some delays. Is that fine that the driver gets you in like 45 minutes? Most of the times people say yes. Sometimes mm-hmm. they say it's urgent. So we're trying to see if we can fit a driver. And if not, then we the very last choice is to cancel can it. Tell. But as I said, this happens very rarely because we 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 separate and we distinguish all sort of areas by drivers. So we have pretty much a good diverse um number of drivers around London, south, east, north, everywhere. What I can tell you is um, because of coronavirus, we recorded around 35% increase in our sales. Okay. 35% increase in our volume of orders, I would say.
0: Yeah, I can see that because uh, people was, can't that leave. That was
1: very, exactly. And that was very difficult for us because you not only have um, the same amount of drivers, you're going to have less drivers and more demand. So there's a reduction in supply and increase in demand. Big market. problem, yeah. I okay, can see. so you do the economy. It's very <laughs> difficult. So we yeah. faced many difficulties in order to maintain our drivers and keep like everything hygiene and everything. So we provided free masks. We provided like you know all sort of gels and sanitizers and all sort of like protections for the drivers for free of charge. So just we encourage them to stay on work, stay online more revenues and we made like much more bonuses so it's difficult Mm -hmm. it's very difficult but we don't want to lose the customers obviously
0: that's really interesting because i would considered the importance of driver safety from a human perspective but i hadn't considered it from a business perspective and obviously i know each of the uber drivers in london are obviously are on like multiple different companies apps and the one who treats them the best is going to get the best supply um so tell me about your experience of Startup Grind. What happened there?
1: Yeah. So what happened is we basically were chosen as top 20. And then we went to Google Campus in London. And then we were trained with the Google mentors to oh, cool. like expand on their pitching because we had a competition. And once we did that, we went on the final round. So we went up again for and we pitched in finals and um we eventually became the fifth but what i really understood from that process and from that event it was the great ideas that are so interconnected with um different parts of the world which can be really really um integrated with your platforms that's the thing so if you can find in your industry someone is doing something that can complement your product or your service and they're offering it elsewhere let's say in germany or in italy or in france they are more than happy to expand in the uk all they need it's a yeah. value added to their market okay mm-hmm. so what i realized from that whole process it's how to approach these companies how to approach these people
0: what kind of value added are you offering here to get them to partner with you
1: when you approach those people Don't try to say, like, okay, guys, we are interested to buy this much number of units from you. Because if you're a startup and if you're a small business, that's not really something you can do. Okay. You can tell them, okay, look, we will do all your legalization and everything to help you set up your company in the UK. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're helping them to expand into a new region with new markets and new things. And you can tell them, we can be your license holder. We can be like a kind of a franchise thing for you. So we can help you market you and let you to grow your business. And we will only take, for example, 10% fee or this much negotiable fee. Mm-hmm. And then they say, okay, how are you gonna market yourself? And then the best way of marketing for them, it would be you to use them in your service. Okay. So okay. you would be as a client dash merchandise or you, you will be as a client dash franchise kind of thing. Okay. If that makes sense. So what I'm trying to say is if you want to get someone's attention, if you want to get someone's business from abroad into your business in the most cost efficient way is you to approach them and say, listen, I want to bring your service into my country and I want to expand the sales. And all I want is a very small percentage from that sales. And everyone are happy with that. Trust me, if you have a good reputation and a good record, everyone happy to do that.
0: All right. I think I get what you're saying. But just to make it crystal clear, can you walk me through an example of when you did this yourself?
1: So we did that with a company that had offices and operations in different countries with drone deliveries. OK, so I approached good. them and I said, OK, listen, you guys are working on drone delivery and we are currently the fastest. Um, Delivery platform in the UK with average of like 14 minutes delivery time, pickup time, and then what we can do is we can help you to boost your market into C2C market, okay, and make a great um, marketing out of this. And if we could lead to sales, we would only take five percent of your sales, for example. And they were interested, and they said, okay. And how are you going to do that? I said the very first thing is I will sign an agreement with you that I am interested in your service. And once it's out, I would be willing to purchase, for example, 50 units of your drones. Okay. But that was like not committed. It was just like MOU. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you are willing to do this. And then so before getting anything into your country, you've already made a client out of it. So this is a, sort of a back revenge kind of engineering when you're gonna get clients. Okay. So Indeed. instead of you launching the product here and then start looking for clients, you would be the first client of your own products. And then then after this, you can use this as a media, as a PR, as a marketing to make a sound out of it and say, okay, look, this is a drone delivery company. It's operating in the Netherlands right now and now it's licensed in the UK. So once this is out, you can then sell this, whether it's from your PR or whether it's from your um, events that you hold on or different things that you do.
0: So you're actually creating a partnership uh, where you become a franchisee of this company and sell their service, take a cut, but also in a cost effective way, improve your service to your customers. I think while your example is quite niche, drone deliveries is you know potentially quite a specific partner to the courier business, um, this whole partnerships deal can be be generalized for everybody. Um and if anyone is looking for, you know, a partner, it's it's about looking for those ones that bring value to your service, that you can clearly bring value to them, um, and that both of you together can create a big PR storm that you can go and shout about. Um, that will increase the sales and sell both of your products. And obviously, if you're smart about it, you can even get a cut of the sales that you create for the partner. I think one thing that would be great, Ali, is to know how you approach a potential partner. What is it that you say to them to get them on board?
1: You want to approach people and don't sound like you're helping yourself. You sound like you're helping them instead. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, listen, like marketing should not sound like sales. Okay? Because people don't like salesmen. (laughs) (laughs) People don't like salespeople. And what you should do instead is to approach them and say, okay, listen, I can add value to you. And this is how. Once they listen to it, and if you have a good record, they would go for it. And then eventually you would be the one who make the most benefit out of it. So for example, with a drone delivery, if I want to purchase one, only one drone, that would cost me like 50,000 probably okay because i have to like get the pilot and everything and everything but with this strategy i said okay listen i will be your partner but i'm going to help you to establish a company here how much would that cost me maybe like one thousand two thousand okay Mm -hmm. it's just the company's house the basic legal part okay? okay which is not really anything but instead i got like five drone testings pilots in-house you know all these things would cost me like two hundred thousand pounds or as i'm getting it for free Mm -hmm. and if i sell in the future i'm going to get percentage and if i don't then i'm not committed to anything okay Mm -hmm. so i made value for them therefore they made a greater value for me when you want to sell something focus on these things first the value you bring to them second the value you bring to them third the value you bring to them and then price very small <laughs> and yeah. then lastly um how they can use their value um to get the retention of that money okay so in all, in other words return of investment so yeah. that's exactly how i approach so i try to think of three elements and three different ways that they can have added value so not only one but actually three. Mm-hmm. So I try to market those three to them the whole time. And then a the very the small port exactly mention mm-hmm. the price or mention the process and everything. Then immediately after explain how this return of investment is going to work for them. If it's mm-hmm. non-monetary values, it would be obviously more difficult. If it's monetary values, it would be obviously more tangible and easy to understand for them.
0: All right, thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Um don't forget to subscribe. Um come follow me on Instagram posting there every day. Uh and also come follow us on LinkedIn. Um next week we've got an awesome interview with Chris Walker, which if you don't know, he is um getting pretty big on LinkedIn at the moment and one of the leading marketers on LinkedIn. Um you should definitely go over and follow him and check out his stuff. Um we talk a lot about inbound demand generation. Um, And he dropped some like, you know, pretty innovative tips about content strategy and and what what you should be focusing on for your content strategy. Um, And it's not really what you think. So, yeah, stay tuned for next week. Thank you.